0: And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. My professor of reality, Mr. Woke. Is it Woke when <laughs> you in UK? Yeah, you can uh, walk. I, I walk. Walk, I, okay. I, I'm, a... I, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking, walking
1: here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> using the dust <laughs> and
0: a pleasure to see you, Mr. Walk
1: and uh, uh, my pleasure too.
0: your my good friend. Thomas Lifson uh, is where I first saw your work was on on American Thinker.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes.
0: And Thomas is a great friend of mine. I've known him for four, many years and I said, how do I reach? Who is this man? Well, how does he think like this? How does he dare think so clearly? <laughs> it must yeah, be, no, Tom's. It's been illegal very good to me. Isn't it illegal for you to think independently in America today? <laughs> uh,
1: well, it's, uh, it seems to be bordering on that.
0: Well, we have to report to higher authorities who can think for us. You're a retired FBI agent. You blog. That's right. Uh,
1: 2006, actually. It's it's longer than it seems.
0: Time flies, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You blog amazingly on your own website called At Meaning in History. Is that the best way for people to read your stuff?
1: Yeah, Substack. Uh, meaning and History. Substack. dot com. Uh, yeah, I used. You know, when I when I first retired, I started uh, 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 blogging uh, on the Blogger platform, but you know, uh, I, I became a little bit concerned at a certain point that uh about censorship uh mm-hmm. you know possibly on a platform like that and so like many other people I moved to uh Substack, um brought all my archives over and stuff like that with the help of uh some friends and uh got started on that. So that's where I've been for the last uh, year or so I guess maybe a little more.
0: Well you share my my fear about the possibility of a grotesque World War Three with the united states throwing gasoline or coleman lighter fuel on on the ukraine-russia war
1: savage
0: michael savage a host like no other middle east on the brink north korea on the brink Now, I want to read to the listeners, if I may, your latest uh, blogs you know, on meaning and history. The latest is neocons to offer nukes to KSA of the corruption of our politics. KSA meaning Saudi Arabia?
1: Yeah, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia.
0: Quick roundup politics, geopolitics, it's all intertwined. Roundup, kill the cows before they kill us, the coming coup, updated by <laughs> Anton. Uh, meaning and history, a Russian perspective on the state of the war. Now, that's unique because I know a little bit about history and I know what the Russians think about this. Americans are completely ignorant of their own history. How could they even know the history of Russia? It's yeah, so true. It's 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 so astounding. True. You know, uh, the, the where do you want to begin, Mr. Walk? Any one of yeah,
1: Whatever is best for you.
0: How about a Russian perspective on the state of the war? Certainly. So I have your article in front of me. Which one do I have? Here it is, A Russian Perspective on the State of the War. Mark Walker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: So I'm going to read a little bit of it, if I may, just to start it off. Sure. Sure. Russia prefers a global and negotiated settlement to a settlement reached exclusively on the battlefield. Uh, second, a characteristically Russian preoccupation with the role of Poland. Interesting poland that's a very big story unto itself where did they suddenly become so militant i don't know and um, you say russia's fighting in ukraine last year was tied to congressional elections moscow expected that the balance of power would change somewhat but no one achieved decisive success the fighting is now tied to the 2024 presidential election and Biden, so-called in quotes remains in power biden is of course a an algorithm The fighting will drag on even (laughs) further if Trump, quote unquote, another algorithm wins, it will be possible to conduct a constructive dialogue with him. And you're saying there's no understanding of Russia's position in the West either, but Europe is receiving huge damage from the sanctions they're imposing on Russia, something we don't know about and a huge amount of money is flowing into the black hole called Ukraine and weapons by the way as I have read are being sold on the black market before they even reach Ukraine how is that possible yeah can you please
1: (laughs) expound on any of this well just starting from the Russian perspective what is the Russian perspective uh you know we know uh, most Americans are uh very uh have only the sketchiest idea of Russia's history Uh, are you know we've been gaslighted to uh to believe that throughout history russia has been an aggressive expansive power now of course to some extent that's uh there's truth in that just as the united states has been an expansive power in north america you know the uh the stretching our frontiers and so forth and russia did the same thing uh through uh, across siberia on the other hand uh They've also been subject to uh, foreign invasions from the West, uh, which most uh, Americans are totally unaware of, the uh, The wars with Poland uh, and Lithuania, which were major, major land powers in Eastern Europe throughout much of history, and uh, Sweden. Uh, you know, we, we see Sweden joining NATO, and we think, oh, well, that's just a reaction to... Uh, you know, the threat of Russia. In fact, uh, the Swedish Land Empire met its Waterloo uh, at Poltava in Ukraine, at the Battle of Poltava, very deep in Ukraine, hmm. east of Kiev. Uh, we don't think of. Uh, 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 sweden as being an empire but it was, it was until the 18th century
0: hard to believe so oh, this we is see their swedes,
1: perspective following we see, that
0: we see swedes as a neutral country of smiling yes. blonde people
1: <laughs> yeah with braids like uh, greta thunberg but greta, uh, who did you say greta dunberg the, the, greta, history, greta dunberg greta,
0: greta dunberg the great genius meteorologist who never went to ha- <laughs> never went to college that
1: one That one, exactly, yes. Uh, But following that, there was the Napoleonic invasion. Um, After that, of course, there were a couple world wars. There was the Crimean War when France and uh, 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 Britain uh, went to war on behalf of the Ottoman Empire, Uh, you know, when Russia was expanding to the Black Sea against the uh, Ottoman Empire. Uh, it's been a continual history of warfare, uh, initiated to a great extent uh, from the West, and this is how they perceive us. Even after World War One, how many Americans are aware that uh, the United States had a, uh, a sent troops actually to Russia? You know, Russia has never sent troops to the uh, to the United States, but this has happened uh, uh, to them. So. That's their perspective. And when they see us supporting traditional enemies against them, uh, you can imagine uh, this raises uh, alarm bells for them.
0: Mark, the uh, the, the Ukrainians are being slaughtered. General um, uh, Colonel McGregor has estimated 350 to 400,000 dead Ukrainians, according to his source. It's
1: an incredible tragedy.
0: We lost 50,000 men in Vietnam, and we've never recovered from the, the national pain or loss people still feel it so they've lost eight times that number with a country one-eighth the size and we keep egging them on to go into the meat grinder are the ukrainians at the point of rebelling against the zelensky azov regime
1: uh it's hard to say whether they're at the point of rebelling you know i think uh rebellion would have to come from within the uh military leadership Oh, at this point uh um, never uh the, the society is almost on the verge of uh collapse i've seen many estimates that suggest that a nation that was close to 40 million is at about half that population at this point so many of them having already left uh for you know destinations west um i have to interject the military i can't itself,
0: believe what i read yesterday mark this is amazing this Zelensky has the old um uh, you know, my people came from Belarus. I grew up in New York on the Lower East Side, so I know what negotiating and bargaining is with this type. No matter what you give them, they say it's not enough. Give me more. So right after he gets F-16, Zelensky says, very good. Baby. We need more now. Now we need <laughs> more. Give Ivan 1% of the GDP of all NATO countries. How do they, how do they get away with this?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, they it, it, they have the support of the organized leadership of the West, it's a you know kind of a combination of the globalist elite in the World Economic Forum, uh, you know, led by Soros, and the uh, the Warhawk neocon factions of the uh, in America and Great Britain. Uh, you know, they're the ones enabling it. They're the ones. Uh, their support is what encourages. Zelensky and the rest to keep asking for more. And of course, you know, there are the uh, oligarchs behind who are the ones really behind uh, Zelensky who are profiting, uh, uh, you know, greatly from this war. Savage.
0: The Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand. So he knows that he's being used, but he enjoys it because he's got such a claim. Do you agree with me that after this is over, and it has to end, there's no question in my mind, one way or the other, this Ukraine-Russia war will have to come to an end. That's, I think it will. I don't think it's going to go nuclear or become thermonuclear and international. It, although it could by accident, but let's say it does.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm 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 optimistic as you are in that sense. I mean, it's a great tragedy and all that. It's hard to speak of optimism, but uh, I I would come down on your side in that regard that somehow or other, it has to come to an end.
0: When it does, I have predicted on my last podcast, there will be a wave of anti-Semitism not seen in 80 years, not only in Europe, in Russia, but in the around the world. And they will all blame Zelensky, who has made his, quote, Jewish heritage, which is nominal or, or very marginal, key to his mm-hmm. key to his identity. When you know, he's not rabbinic, he's not a pious man by any definition. And I'm not here to judge another man's belief system, or but when you start using your religion as a weapon, which he has done in order to kosher himself and make himself above the law, it's going to be used against him, I believe. And I believe we could see a wave of anti-Semitism. I know that's a rational possibility, but you're a realist and I'm more of a uh, dreamer than you are. Do you think that that <laughs> could happen?
1: Uh, it, you know, it, that's a real tough call. Okay. Uh, you know, here in the U.S., uh, you know, the the group that uh, I, I I typically refer to neocons, and I know a lot of people uh, regard that as kind of a code word for uh, for people like uh, Victoria Newland, the Kagans, and uh, other Jewish people like that.
0: Liberals, but it,
1: it, but but of course it it does it embraces uh, other. Uh, uh you could call them american those who embrace the idea of uh american empire around the world uh you know and and have since world war ii so it's it's more complicated than that um however it's true as you suggest that um some of the uh, uh faces and names most associated with this war um and and the uh, looming tragedy that uh disaster uh for the u.s that we see because it will lead to uh if and when it comes to an end it i i believe it will lead to a reconfiguration of uh of our role in the world and those are the faces and names most closely associated with that Uh, you know i think most informed people understand that as you say uh biden is an algorithm <laughs> um that that he's not truly in charge of this uh, uh and so yes that uh i don't believe it will lead to uh this wave of anti-semitism that you fear but on the other hand uh you know you'd be a fool not to worry to be concerned about that but
0: zelensky's cohorts even attacked israel the other day they said, how dare you mistreat Ukrainian refugees arriving in Israel? They,
1: they have oh, no limits. I, I, didn't, they, I, I didn't pick up on that. I,
0: I, Mark, they attack everyone who helps them. Anyone who lends a hand is not good enough for them. I mean, what do they oh, think? Yeah. They're in the Bronx selling locks?
1: Well, you know, they have their own blacklist uh, with people like Scott Ritter on it. Oh, uh, so <laughs> we, OK. Ukrainian, so you uh, and I uh, both see it. We don't see- I, I haven't checked it. Maybe I'm on there, too.
0: Oh, I'm sure I can't go there and buy a Poroshky anymore. I mean, I would like to go and see what a real Ukrainian Poroshky tastes like, but I'll have to settle for the frozen ones that I buy in the, in the local market. So we're all concerned about what's going on with Ukraine-Russia. Now, I have to keep referring to Colonel McGregor because he's a military man and I'm not, who says Russia's been using a hands-off approach in their war. They've never used maximum force or they would have obliterated Ukraine by now. Do you do you concur with that viewpoint?
1: Uh, yeah, I do and I think I think there's there are deep cultural uh and historical reasons why they are doing that. They do not want to, to uh well, you know, Kievan Rus is regarded as the homeland not not simply for uh Ukraine, which was, you know, never a sovereign nation until after the Cold War. Um Uh, But it's considered the cultural uh, uh, origin for uh, Russian culture as well. Some of the uh, earliest Russian writers, like Gogol, um, were, in fact, uh, largely Ukrainian in background. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are deep ties there. And, uh, you know, just as we would... uh, uh, shudder at the idea of a, an internecine war within our own culture so too do the russians they would still seek some sort of reconciliation with ukrainians they, mm-hmm. the the ties are very close uh you know uh, throughout not only ukraine with its russian uh, population but in russia itself a uh, large portion of the population has ties to uh Ukraine within their own families uh you know so it, it, I, there are good reasons why they should have avoided uh all out war uh which you know uh, un, you know if it came to a widening of the war i believe that we would see the gloves come off uh, i un, well, the i same.
0: understand by what i have read and by what i, I have heard from experts that Putin himself is actually a liberal and represents a more liberal dovish faction of the Russian leadership. People don't understand that in America, but behind them are some very hard hawks who want to smash Kiev and a half for over a year. They want to use brutal maximum force and end this thing. Is that your perspective? Yeah, but I think
1: that's 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 quite true. The, uh, the, the uh, criticism in Russia of uh, Putin comes from what you could call the right uh, yeah, okay. His own background in the KGB. People think, oh, they think of the KGB as a monolithic organization, just like the FBI used to be, or something like that. But uh, in fact, uh, Putin's background, uh, his his best foreign language is actually German, and he was a great admirer of the West. He was stationed in Germany, or at least in East Germany. But uh, yes, I, um, he would be regarded within Russia as very much a liberal and Western-oriented. Mm. And that's why uh, I argued, as, as you quoted there, that uh, he would still prefer, even now, uh, after uh, all this war, uh, he would prefer a negotiated settlement to allow Russia to coexist, at mm. least, Mm-hmm. Uh, with the West, without open warfare. And, but coexistence requires mutual respect and some degree of understanding, and that seems to be lacking in our, you know, ruling establishments, our political establishments, and uh, our diplomatic establishment. Uh, th- you know, the kind of talk that we hear I- in Congress directed toward uh, both Russia and China um um you know dismissing him as a dictator and so forth and so on it's it's a you know it's cartoonish at best Uh, it is and 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 you know
0: mark you know i read social media a lot i'm on twitter an awful lot and facebook mainly twitter i find it a great platform by the way no matter what anyone says Uh people set policy on twitter you know i hear people (laughs) say why are you on twitter it's for children i said oh that's 10 years ago I said, world leaders set policy on Twitter right now. It's an important platform. So I look at what people say about Russia. They're still calling it a communist nation, number one. And they're calling Putin a communist dictator, as though we're stuck in the era of Khrushchev or Stalin. And number two, they're calling Ukraine a democracy that we're fighting for a democracy, a country that has closed down the Orthodox Church, Christian Church closed down TV and radio stations, closed down opposition newspapers, banned peace opposition movements.
1: political parties.
0: They call we're fighting for democracy. We're fighting for a dictatorship in Ukraine right now.
1: Well, that's that's it's all like newspeak. You know, yeah. uh, what's democracy? Uh, I don't it's, know. It's like, uh, w- uh, you know, democracy is when we uh, cancel misinformation or, uh, you know, i take a look at what's going on right here oh we democracy is when you arrest the former
0: president and all his lawyers and there bring them know, into a, sure. a kangaroo court in georgia run by the daughter of a, a da who's the daughter of a uh, black panther that that's that's democracy mark
1: democracy in america sure savage
0: the savage nation it's savage uncut unfiltered and raw No, no, I see that they're pulling in Rudy Giuliani, a man who saved New York City as a co-conspirator with Trump. Have you ever seen anything like this? You're an ex FBI agent. Have you ever heard of anything
1: like this in your life? Uh, No, you know, uh, I retired in uh, 2006, uh, mandatory retirement. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, writing about uh, history and philosophy and stuff like that. And it was when Obama was elected uh, and started talking about fundamental transformations of the country that I really kind of, that really got me going uh, as far as interest in, Uh I've always been interested in politics, but that really uh, uh, rang some alarm bells for me. And uh, I mean, I knew in 2006 when I retired that the FBI was becoming a different organization that I had been in for 30 years. But uh, when the Russia hoax uh, began in uh, 2015, 2016, uh, and I saw what was going on, uh, you know, I worked for over 20 years in counterintelligence. Counter- I'm
0: sorry. Uh, and Mark. 20, with, I'm sorry. I missed uh, that. You, you work for tw- I could see. Mark. I can't hear you. You work for 20 years in what, please?
1: Uh, oh, counterintelligence.
0: OK, sorry. Got it.
1: And yeah, wh- uh, including Russian and Chinese matters. Oh, but- And, uh, you know, when I saw what was going on with the FISAs that were being directed against uh, uh, Trump, it was it was clearly against Trump, even though he wasn't named. Um, And I I had a legal background in uh, national security stuff, too. Hmm. So when I saw that going on, then I, that's when I became more involved in um, a lot of these geopolitical matters uh, because it was, it was clear that uh, there was a, a, a silent kind of legal coup, uh, a mm. lawfare coup going on within the United yeah. States. And that the uh, FBI as, a, as an uh, organization had been, to a, an alarming degree, uh, co-opted in that effort. Um, you know, it's, it's a complicated story. You know, it involves, it's not just the FBI, people talk about the FBI, but it's also DOJ, um, no. as well as the rest of the intelligence community, community and, you know, uh, State Department is involved in it as well. But, uh, you know, my familiarity was with the FBI, and I could see that the organization had been uh, co-opted uh, into this uh, uh call it a uh, deep state a political establishment uniparty war against a foreign invader trump uh an outsider who had to be uh gotten rid of uh and it's still going on here we are uh you How? know what
0: i've never seen yeah. uh, anything like this where they arrest attorneys i've never seen it in my all my years of watching uh, you're
1: absolutely right about that
0: never i've never seen anything like this now, in a recent article, Mark, you write about a Swiss billionaire I never heard of, Hans-Jörg, Hans-Jörg w- Yeah, and
1: right? I'd never heard about him.
0: W-Y-S-S, uh, Hans-Jörg uh, who makes huge donations to influence American politics. He was behind pushing the Russia hoax collusion against uh, Trump. Who is this Hans-Jörg Wiss
1: yeah that really that really uh, raised my antennae when i uh, when I saw that that he had been funding all of, uh, here here's a, a major, major source of uh, foreign money. I mean, what' we're, what what are we talking about? Hundreds of millions of dollars being funneled into uh, 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 progressive organizations in the us for which there's no financial accountability. And we know that those organizations were, uh uh supporting the whole uh uh russia hoax uh narrative against trump and it coming from abroad um yeah i tried to do a little bit of research on the guy to see who is this uh guy i i'm really not clear on who the guy really is yeah he made his fortune on medical equipment but uh-huh. uh he's spending hundred, literally literally hundreds of millions of dollars uh, and he's doing it not through direct campaign contributions. We see the Soroses and people like that uh, making campaign contributions, but he's giving it to the uh, 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 non-campaign organizations who are doing so much of the so-called get out the vote uh, and voter registration stuff, uh, who are uh, leading the attacks mm. uh, you know, on uh, conservatives it's uh it was a real eye-opening article for me i gotta say
0: hans hans Georgvis, sort of a soros type very yes. far left born in 1935 swiss billionaire businessman extreme far left uh hates trump what's this about who is he I-
1: I have to believe that he is tied in uh to the wEF the world economic forum, forum uh you know the the globalist uh movement i you know the this is where the the hatred for uh Putin comes from too uh you know the public enemy number one persona of Putin it's because uh you know the he is probably the biggest obstacle in the world today to uh, the globalist agenda because he he is the champion of a sovereign Russian nation. Uh, the globalist agenda and, and the uh, the agenda of most of our progressive uh, politicians is one world government, um, and uh, he he stands athwart uh, that. Uh, espousing a sovereign Russia, and just not very coincidentally, uh, Trump's whole MAGA uh, agenda is about a sovereign America. That's that's why the hatred for Trump. But uh, these are the great obstacles to the uh, globalist takeover, and this is why this incredibly virulent hatred for them.
0: You know, I go on... Google under this name, Wiss, call him uh, Hanjörg Wiss, 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 sorry. And I read how nice he is to the environment about the Wiss Foundation. And it's about environment and you see nice antelope in the fields to conserve. (laughs) No, The Wiss Foundation to improve lives and power communities and strengthen connections to the land, campaign for nature, and they show nice grazing antelope or moose, whatever they call them. Uh, I'm sorry, from New York. I don't know the difference between a moose. (laughs) I I have a a relative who hunts uh, these things and and makes hamburgers out of them. But okay, nothing against hunting. God bless them. They're the ones who will fight the wars. And he knows how to shoot a rifle from a long distance. But now he's in saving the... He's saving Wyoming?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who is this guy?
0: He's a compassionate guy who made a lot of money selling a medical a medical uh, product for something or other to to uh, some other big corporation. So why is he taking his fortune to meddle in America and destroy our democracy?
1: Well, because America is the largest power, Uh, you know, it's the military. I think the uh, Europe has no real military power and they know that they need a military uh, to back up their their globalist agenda. Uh, They need America uh they need uh, uh influence and control in america and so that's why um, no see, big secret there.
0: i see he went to harvard business school which and now it all adds up to me the other day i interviewed joel pollock of breitbart who was a harvard oh yeah, grad- yes. who was a harvard law graduate and i said well, what's going on in israel you've got a-. he said well look michael he said the israeli supreme court largely they all went to Harvard Law School and he said they all come out of Harvard with an idea that they're going to rule the world. They're smarter than everybody and they have a right to rule the world. Here's another one. Went to Harvard Business School. And now he thinks he should rule the world. It seems that these individuals are they have created their own government, a world government with their money, and they are ruling the world. They've gotten us into a foreign war. They put masks on us. They jabbed us with a questionable um, injection or, or shall I say uh, preventive uh, injection
1: injection uh, works for me
0: injection you know, I like the word injection jabbed us with a questionable untested injection uh, they've got us in a foreign war they s- ripped our border with Mexico open they're flooding America with drugs they have burst basically put handcuffs on our police permitting quote minorities to run rampant in the streets with a minority crime wave unlike any ever seen in American history. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. You know, I just I just tweeted something, which you as a lawman, <laughs> you might relate to this one. Oakland, California. I, I live nearby, so I tweeted the following, because we have a crime wave. No one's ever seen anything like it. We saw uh, pictures, I put it on my website Yesterday, my jaw hung out of a gang of uh, uh, youths or teens grabbing oh. a, a young white woman out of her car. She was walking, probably a liberal woman, you know, from the area. Right. And they right. come up I to her. I saw
1: that story. Yeah.
0: And they, she looks like she's trying to reason with them for one second. She thinks that she can appeal to them. They grab her by the hair and drag her on the pavement, rip her phone and purse apart, and and then speed off in their in their stolen Lexus, so <clears throat> this didn't come out of the blue. Mark, my tweet, your no. thought, no. Oakland, California. For years, police attacked as racist pigs by commie mayor, sued by quote civil rights lawyer John Burris, monitored by feds. Now crime out of control. Women attacked in streets. No jail time. That's sort of summer. That's why I like Twitter. Makes you think quickly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I you know, you uh, can spend all day on it and yet, you know, just the other day speaking on on the, this whole uh, crime thing, uh, I saw that uh our mayor here in uh, Chicago uh announced that, you know, with something like in the first 100 days of um uh his uh administration, uh there've been over 200 people uh shot and killed here in Chicago. And he announced that a major part of his administration's agenda would be what he called climate justice. Well, that's uh, important. Sure. I yeah, I guess that's in opposition to human justice or something. Uh,
0: well, you live in Chicago. Is that what you, you live in that? great Well,
1: near Chicago.
0: Well, well you know, I, I think of Chicago as one of, one of America's greatest cities, one, one of the greatest cities on Earth not too many years ago, has now descended into absolute chaos and destruction again, under leftist minority mayors. And this is 100% true. And the same credo that destroyed towns and villages is now destroying our great cities and our civilization itself. So we we all know this, but the question is, when is it going to turn around? We all pray every day to wake up and hear something changed. Somebody stepped in from the left. Uh, A a centrist Democrat appeared and said enough is enough, and I'm cracking down. But we don't see that. We just don't see that. So, Mark, on your other articles, which are brilliant, and I do read them because you're so concise. You're very concise. I shouldn't say contrite. I almost accidentally (laughs) said contrite. No apologies. I hear you like words. (laughs) I'd like to go on to the issue of Niger. No one even knows what Niger is not Niger sorry i'm mispronouncing it Niger i i must get the proper french, french pronunciation it's near nigeria but it's not nigeria it's not a suburb of nigeria it's an entire nation called niger why is niger suddenly at the forefront of world news i know that they have almost all the uranium that is used in the european nuclear reactors isn't that true
1: yeah that's true and they also would be uh um there's a big pipeline being planned to run from Nigeria, which, of course, is a major uh, uh, oil producer and gas, too, I guess. Huh. Uh, it, it would run all the way across the Sahara through. It would pass through Niger and Algeria. And oh. from Algeria, uh, it would branch off to Spain, Italy, uh, France, uh, it's t- it's important in and of itself uh, this this pipeline plan, but it's taken on uh, added importance because of the destruction, uh, the U.S. sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline has, and the impending—I think it's this year—the cutoff from Russian uh, uh, energy products is going to become much more complete. And so this uh, the use of Africa as a source of energy has taken on much greater importance. You know, now the people in Niger are demanding a fair deal for their, mm-hmm. for, um, their resources. And uh, the, the French and the United States uh, are on the ground there. The French, I believe, may have left. The United States has a, an enormous 100 million Dollar uh, drone uh, base. Mm. It, it can also handle other aircraft too uh, in Niger, uh, used to surveil the region uh, to try to keep it under control. You know the real irony in this is that uh, the it's a uh, the whole area of the what they call the Sahel, the area between uh, the uh, tropical coastal areas like in Nigeria and the actual Sahara Desert. Um, So much of the unrest there was caused by uh, our own uh, Hillary-led regime change projects. (laughs) For example, in Libya, uh, that has become a conduit for, you know, vast shipments of arms and radical groups throughout that area that they've been contending with. Uh, You know, uh, it's just one more example of how the, uh, these neocon efforts at regime change have backfired in a major way.
0: Wait, I want to follow uh, this for a minute. I, Hillary boasted after Gaddafi was killed, we came, we saw we killed him. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I never yeah. heard a world leader ever ever gloat over killing another world leader until now. Yeah, when especially
1: the- as Secretary of State, there's diplomacy for you, comrade.
0: I couldn't believe it. So was Gaddafi a certifiably bad guy? What was he doing that work sort of warranted his death well
1: you know what i uh, uh, what i have been reading uh recently uh is that he was attempting to organize a gold-backed currency for african nations oh he was trying uh, he was trying to organize some sort of consortium of african uh nations oh. uh this impinged directly on french control of most of you know what was what when we were younger was called french west africa
0: uh-huh.
1: uh which included so many of those countries like chad and niger and mali uh which all border on algeria which was also french for so long all border on uh libya uh and it was the french who uh who led the drive to take out uh, Gaddafi. Now, is he, was he a good guy? Uh, I, I, You know, there are no good guys in so many places in the world, including in Washington, D.C.
0: Yes, um, I'm glad you, you added know, that.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, the real question is, has more good come of what happened there with uh, Hillary's uh, regime change or has more evil come of it? I, I think we see more evil as come of it the flood of uh, migration into europe uh the unrest throughout the area the uh, the islamist uh, movements uh, uh, terrorist movements in northern Nigeria I, you could go on and on. uh you know it's led to incredible human suffering uh, and you know uh more, no, uh, you know they're Nobody's making apologies for it. Savage.
0: Michael Savage, a host like no other. Before we go, I think I'll get your perspective on an issue that we all uh, are wondering about. We have a war raging out of control. 300,000, dead Ukrainian men, 50,000 dead Russians, 8 million Ukrainians displaced by a war that was unnecessary, that was orchestrated by john mccain victoria newland hillary clinton and others going back to the maiden revolution of of 2013 2014 um the question is where's the peace movement in america where's hey hey ho ho (laughs) where's the peace marches where is the entire anti-war uh movement why is there no outcry from the american fake left the answer in my opinion your opinion uh, uh, my opinion your opinion on uh, my opinion is that there never was an anti-war movement it was an anti-american movement that was disguised as an anti-war movement
1: yeah uh, and an, another way of putting that and i i actually was thinking about this morning because i was uh reading an article by alistair crook um and uh, he, he addresses the the pro, uh the phenomenon that here that the U.S. or the collective West is almost like a ship cruising toward an iceberg that's in plain sight, no. uh, and yet unable to change direction to change course. Well done. Uh, I, you know, I would say that you know, along with what you were talking about the the so-called peace movement, I think that was always just a matter of tactics that uh, the left has always been. A party of war in one form or another wow. um you know war against ordinary people war against or uh you know human nature as we understand it uh you know it's like the wef this is a leftist movement and uh they're aiming for a transhumanist future for us all a eugenic uh future Uh, All of this, war is simply a, uh, 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 the the peace movement, you could call it war by other means.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have to repeat how people can reach you. What's the easiest way for someone listening to this podcast to read Mark Walk's WAUK? You're a brilliant man, and I'm so happy that you had the time to be on the Michael Savage podcast. The easiest way is to find you, the easiest way to find you is... Substack. Well,
1: listen. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me. The easiest way the uh, is it all one word meaning in history. Right. Uh, dot 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 com. Mm. That'll get you there.
0: So if I I Google meaning in history, I found you immediately. It led me right to your Substack.
1: Oh, okay, good. Uh, you know, it's it's hard. <laughs> you know, with Google, you never.
0: Can. Oh, you're yeah, you're in the algorithm. You made it. By the way, <laughs> what is the word substack <laughs> refer to? What does that mean? I mean, I'm in the media and I still don't know what it means.
1: I, nor, nor do I. <laughs> I all. know.
0: I, a I, substack either. sounds good. Something on a cruise ship. Uh, every
1: day, all day. And I have no idea.
0: <laughs> OK, so I'm going to show you how it works. I'm going on Google right now, show you that you have made it into the algorithm. Mark woke, And right away, it pops up in the Google search on the, on the substack.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Retired FBI (laughs) agent, husband, Uh,
0: uh, retired FBI agent, husband, father, incorrigible amateur. uh,
1: Yeah, because I keep getting distracted.
0: (laughs) Well, your columns are worth reading. What's amazing is they're very succinct and they're short. They're to the point, And I love how you put a time when you say eight minute read, five minute read, 10 minute read. So people don't think they're going to have to go on to like the New Yorker and spend three hours reading a column and, and forget what they were reading.
1: <laughs> well, well, actually, uh, Substack does that for me. I don't do. That. Oh, <laughs> they, they give the time estimates.
0: You know, I'm going to r- bring up something out of the blue. I, I was bored yesterday since it's summertime and I, I sometimes used to do reading in the summer. So I said, you know what, I'm going to read something light today. I picked up an an 1100 page book that I bought a (laughs) a year ago that I've looked at. It's it's astounding. Spengler's The Death of the West, volumes one and two.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, here we are.
0: One day, I hope you can come back and we can discuss who I think is one of the greatest geniuses in history and very well respected at his time. The book became a bestseller in Germany. In post-world war one germany he was a, a raging well-known philosopher writer he's sort of been forgotten i don't even think he's being taught much in the universities today but his predictions and his observations are Aristot- Arist- aristotelian aristotelian i've never seen anything quite as brilliant and it's in translation it's fantastic i hope one day you can come back and give me your interpretation of where. You know, he did predict the death of the West and he did say in plain English that the future belonged to the Asian people. He saw China rising. And when he wrote, it was published in 1918.
1: Well, not too many years, you know, not too many years ago, that would have seemed outlandish. Um, You know, we we seem to be on the rise. uh, But, uh, you know, the way things are going now, (laughs) who's to say we're not, uh, you know, On the decline
0: you know i just saw a show you speak about the rise of china and i saw a a, a national geographic show or something along those lines on the terracotta army of some ancient emperor oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's a whole story unto itself because i think that under (laughs) general milley we have a terracotta army in america but I'll leave that. For another. Oh, yeah. That's a good title, isn't it? The terracotta army. God, that's terrible. Fragile, 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 fragile. Well, as long as they can attack uh, on the field with very sharp high heels, I'm sure we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> Stilettos.
0: Yeah, those heels can do a lot of damage in hand to hand. combat. Yeah. yeah. Mark, um, a pleasure yeah. to speak to such a brilliant man. I'm glad you found the time to spend with us. Well, thanks, thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: Thanks, Mark. W-A-U-C-K, Mark Walk. W-A-U-C-K, Mark Walk. Meaning and history. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: Take care, Michael. Bye.
0: Bye now. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it.